Welcome to the Dogsthorpe Infant School, part of Hampton Academy's Trust. Captain Dave and Eddie are ready to take you all on another learning journey to meet more great guests and hear about more great resources. Eddie has his paw on the countdown button, so sit back and relax. It's time to dream, believe and shine. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to a brand new episode. We're going to go straight to Octavia Lonergan, and she is a stay-at-home mum, but she's also a poet and an author. I am a stay-at-home mother of twin girls, um, and in my spare time when they used to have a nap, um, I was always writing poetry, um, which you can see at Poems by Octavia. A lot of it was very well received. I wrote about um, some of the sad times I had. I had postnatal depression. I wrote about that. Um, But then lockdown hit back in uh, 2020 and it just popped into my head. I wonder what pets are thinking. Suddenly all of the humans are at home when they're not used to it. Obviously, sometimes people are at home, like especially if you're a stay at home parent, but most people go out to work. So that sparked an idea. And I started writing a poem about cats because I love cats. We haven't got any of our own, um, but I've always loved them since I was a child. So I started writing a poem about that and it got longer and longer and longer. Um, I posted it on my social media and quite a few people were saying, oh, where can I buy the book? And I was like, oh, Yes, let's let's actually make a book. I've always wanted to write children's books. I used to write stories when I was little um, and do all the illustrations myself. So this time um, I looked into it and I've self-published. Um, my professional background, I'm a graphic designer. So I not only I wrote the book, but I was able to put all the files together, um, the layouts, the design, and I did the illustrations um, on my computer using illustrator and just put it all together and thought right let's put the book out there let's get it out there quick because at the time we were told lockdown etc wouldn't last for long I thought I need to get this out there now Um, and it's gone from strength to strength Um, I found out uh, New Year's Day uh, this year although this year's nearly over now it's nearly the end of 2021 um, I found out that it was an Amazon bestseller. I'd got to the top in a category. Um, so I was over the moon about that. Um, made sure I took a screenshot so I could show everybody. Um, so yeah, that, that's where it all started. Um, I'd like to read just a little bit, just so yeah, that you can please. hear. Yeah. yeah. Let's choose a nice bit. Um, okay. One bright April morning, not so far from here, One cat, then another, started to appear. First there was Ozzy, a black and white boy, then Tibby the Tabby with her favourite toy. A tiny pink mouse that she took everywhere. Just don't try to take it, as Tibby won't share. Then followed Leo, all ginger and fluffy, 
Fond of a play fight, he'd often look scruffy. They strolled to the roof of a garage nearby, curled up in the sunshine beneath a blue sky. Last but not least, little Mimi seemed tense, a tortoiseshell beauty. She sat on the fence. Hey everybody, does anyone know why humans seem to have nowhere to go? I don't like it guys, it's too busy at home. When they're all in the way, it's time for a roam. I like to sit on my man-human's computer, but now for the small one, he's being a tutor. The one they call Granny would normally visit, now she's just on the telly. That's not normal, is it? The small one will talk to her face on the screen. It's like she is famous, you know what I mean? Um, I could go on and read the whole book. That's <laughs> just a, that's the start of the book. Fantastic. Um, discuss all sorts of things like, um, so that was obviously talking about uh, sort of Zoom and the increase in video calling that we've all been doing as we're doing right now. Um, yeah, and no, I've, uh, it's, it's been great. It's been used, um, there was a, a young, a youth theatre school uh, used my book um, as part of their lessons and the kids all recorded bits of it. Um, it's, it's been really great and I've loved, I've loved that sort of starting it, starting my career as an author. Um, and then it sort of carried on from there. I kept seeing uh, during lockdown pictures in um, local Facebook groups of bins in parks overflowing and rubbish everywhere. Um, and on the beach as well, when people started going to the beach. Mm. And that sparked the next idea, um, cat's eye view of litter, because the one I just read was cat's eye view of lockdown. Um, and so that's where that one started. Um, and I, I sort of developed that. I spent a bit longer on this one because like I say, with lockdown, I wanted to sort of get it out there. And I'm very proud of it, but this time I've taken a longer time with the illustrations. Um, so it's using uh, illustrations, top of photography. So it's a kind of mixed media. This is where this one came from. Um, the cats um, are still sort of chatting. They're all a little group of friends. Um, let me just find a nice bit for you just to explain this one. Um, right, so this one is Tibby, the tabby with a little pink mouse. She's saying, Sometimes when it's nearly dark, I like to roam around the park. Yesterday, I must confess, the park was in a dreadful mess. I thought that it was caused by foxes. They like bags and bins and boxes. But I asked them from a distance, not them, they said with firm insistence. Bins were full up, overflowing, rubbish humans had been throwing. Strewn around across the grass were plastic bottles, food and glass. I'll just show you the picture yeah. so, you can see the one. so that goes on to <coughs> excuse me <coughs> that goes on to describe the problems that litter can cause to the environment and sort of the dangers to other animals um, and to humans themselves um, and that one is my sort of I'm trying to think I wanted to sort of not just write about lockdown it's the thing that's made me think right I'm going to do a series of books um, and it's going to be using the same group of cats and their views their perspective um, on important issues and events um, so the next one follows on from cat's eye view of litter um, and it's cat's eye view of being green and now I'm working on it at the moment um, 
my girls don't have naps anymore, so I don't have as much time, um, but they have just started preschool a couple of mornings a week. So I'm going to really get into it. Um, it's going to expand um, on littering and talk about litter pickers, who are just heroes, in my opinion. You see them going out there with their litter pickers, grabbers and putting them all into the bags by the side of the road to be collected. Um, they really shouldn't have to do that. People should stop dropping litter in the first place. Um, but the fact that there's these amazing people out there doing that, um, I wanted to highlight that. Um, but it also talks about um, other environmental issues um, and talks about like a reusable water bottles, for example, that the kids quite often will take to school. Um, and about energy conservation um, and all these different topics, but it's actually going to be um, even bigger. I keep getting, each book seems to be getting bigger and more in depth. Um, and this one, I'm gonna try and make it a bit more interactive. Um, so there's gonna be maybe some puzzles in there um, for the kids to do um, with the pictures, not to write in the book, obviously. Um, so I'm working really hard on getting that done. Um, and then sort of take it from there. And if anyone's got any suggestions for what the cats could talk about next, I'm all ears. Um, because I like to I like to get feedback from people. And a lot of people have said, um, because they're aimed at key stage one, but I've had fully grown adults saying that they enjoy my books. Um, they find them funny, um, but they're topical as well, especially with cats eye view of lockdown because we, we talk about um, clapping for carers and uh, Captain Sir Tom, um, you know, and it's just a way some people have said they're keeping them in a memory box for years to come. I actually started writing really because my girls are, they're still too young really to understand what's been going on. Um, so I like the idea of when they're older, I can say, oh, they know that I write books. They love my books. They don't really necessarily understand all the themes um but when they're older I want to be able to say look this is what was going on this is why we couldn't see anybody for so long um and we had to just talk to them we had a video thing attached to the television um just so that they can sort of understand what was going on when they were too little to know what was happening I've done um online uh, visits with schools but my dream is to actually take my books into schools, read them to the children, do activities with them. Um, and when my girls, um, I'm actually gonna to speak to their preschool um, and see about doing it. Um, but when they're a bit older, when they're at primary school, I would love, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it would embarrass them. I think they're too young to be embarrassed by me yet, apart from when I'm dancing. Um, but I think they would be quite excited if I came and be like, oh, there's mummy with her books you know, make a proper, a proper go of it. Um, in fact, funny enough, uh, um, a lot of people have more faith in myself than I do. We've just, we're having some building work done and the guy's told me his wife's bought a couple of my books and he wants them signed, one for his daughter, uh, but one generic one that he can put on eBay when I'm rich and famous and he can make some money. I've got uh, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter um, at Poems by Octavia. That's all one word. Um, I've also got a website, poemsbyoctavia.com. There is literally just me. My mum, thankfully, is very good at uh, reading through and sort of being an editor. But apart from that, it's literally me doing everything, all the social media side of things. Um, but it's the creative stuff that I enjoy the most. Um, my books are 
both available to purchase on Amazon. So if you search for cat's eye view of litter or cat's eye view of lockdown, I think if you search for one, the other one comes up. Or you can search for my name, Octavia Lonigan, and they should come up in that way. Um, I'm really hoping to try and get my books into physical stores. I did have the uh, lockdown book in a local little uh, kids boutique for a while. Um, so that was fun to sort of know that people were actually buying them to get them in hand. But I'd love to get them into some sort of, you know, a big store um, where people could just, you know, see the display and think, oh, that looks nice. Um, and when I finish Cat's Eye View of Being Green, that will also be on Amazon. But yeah, if you follow my socials, um, I will be posting on there um, when how I'm getting on with things. I also post a lot of pictures of the rear view of my children because I don't want their faces on there, but they're so cute. Like they would they would sell ice to Eskimos. But um, yeah, just to sort of show me as a person, most of my working hours um are spent with my little girls having adventures i feel sort of grateful in a way that they're as young as they are um because they haven't had the upheaval with schools like a lot of your listeners will have had um because we were just stuck at home and as hard as that was they didn't know really any difference we'd been to a few sort of toddler class not toddler, like baby groups and things like that um but yeah it's it's gonna have a lasting impact on us all um i'm sure we just have to all try and look after each other and be kind to each other um that's a theme that you know started up quite prevalently in uh social media just before the pandemic um and you know we're all supposed to be kind to each other and unfortunately there was quite a lot of that that wasn't happening so i think we need to remember we've all been going through the same pandemic um albeit experiencing it in different ways there's not been anybody who's not affected by it in some way so we've all got to just look out for each other you're listening to launchpad the dogsthorpe infant school podcast now statistics say that at least 65 percent of today's children are predominantly visual learners because of their exposure to technology And uh, if you've got a child at Dogsthorpe Infants or at one of our other schools, you know just what I'm talking about. They've always got a tablet or a phone in their hand. So it's essential that education provides a curriculum that's suited to their needs. One company supporting schools via an interactive bank of resources, particularly in the field of PSHE, is One Decision. And I'm delighted to say that we have the company's CEO on Launchpads today. We welcome Hayley Sherwood. Welcome to the show, Hayley. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me onto the show today. So could you tell our listeners, please, about One Decision and what you offer? We have a wide range of resources that we offer, and I'm I'm really, really pleased to be able to share some of these ideas with you today. Um, I want to go back just a little bit into my background. And my passion actually comes from a safeguarding perspective uh, and my own childhood and those areas that I felt that I could have been supported with more back in primary school. Um, I then 
went into um, the education field at secondary and it was there I saw that there was a lot more we could be doing for children before they actually transitioned into secondary so I wanted to find out a little bit more about personal social health education which is now predominantly known as PSHE um, many parts have now become statutory um, on my journey I found that a lot of the um, resources were very outdated that schools were using and that schools were having to scrabble around to find innovative um, things to, to teach the children about different areas about the whole child and it was at that point I got my inspiration for creating One Decision um, One Decision is about getting children to experience scenarios safely within the classroom and to be able to gain the knowledge, skills and vocabulary for themselves whilst they are using a distancing technique to support children in videos and film um, each of the video and films that we provide have alternative endings and then the children can then use their own understanding to decide what those characters should do um, whilst like I say learning learning all of the information for themselves hence they might need it now or in the future the range of subjects within PSHE is very broad um, we look at keeping staying safe uh, relationships being responsible it really is about kind of that whole child approach and I believe that if we can keep children happy and healthy then we can actually teach them anything and it, studies and statistics have shown that a healthy happy child will learn and retain information better so that happy child will learn better in maths and English so we have been um, reducing resources since 2011 and we're happy to say now that we are just continually adding all of the time um, each of the videos of alternative endings or the documentaries or animations fit into to solid lesson plans that are really easy for teachers to to use in the classroom to reach all of those areas that are necessary for the children before they leave primary school um, we also have a lot of secondary schools using it SEN um, stage as well so it really is flexible for schools to be able to use where they see fit um, reassuringly we are one of the only whole school um, approaches that have been kite marked in the country and we're now feeding into 47 counties across the uk so it's, it's been a really fantastic journey for us but more recently with covid we've noticed there's been a bigger need at early years so our most recent project is our early years portal which is predominantly filmed with animation as opposed to real life to really engage those younger children and it's the building blocks to some of the areas we teach at primary um, and that what I wanted to also share with your readers today is that we've now done a bit of a spin-off to our early years program and we've now recently created an app for parents and carers based on feedback that we, we, we um, have had from many different areas parents and carers really want to start supporting their children's mental well-being so much earlier so rainbow smart has been created within lockdown and we have now got a series of over 40 animations and read to me books and mindfulness videos and i'd like to share with your readers today that there's a seven day free trial access for any parent or carer that feels that their child might benefit from a little bit more support or just some purposeful screen time. Um, we, we're campaigning that every parent and carer spends 20 minutes a day for seven days during the trial to look at some of the content and to be able to, to access that at no charge via Google Play or the App Store. So that is a kind of very brief overview fantastic. of what we offer. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. And, and offering the 
the um, the the chance of so parents can actually try it without having to pay for it. That's 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 even that's even better. So y- you started the company, did you, Haley? I did. I started back in about 2011 now. Um, after working, I used to run an alternative provision for secondary school students, um, hard to reach children between age 11 and 16, mainly non-attenders. And it was there that I found that I wanted to reach children a lot earlier because I feel that a lot of children showcase um, personal issues and problems or um educational where they don't they're not engaged in their education that those things have started many years previous um and if we can reach them a little bit earlier to get them to speak out or to have the right understanding of different areas of their lives they may not reach provisions like that i had um, back in 2009 2010 for sure could you explain a little bit more for our parents and our teachers who are listening a typical sort of thing that you offer or you've spoken very generally but could you could you highlight something more specific? Of course. So for the parents and carers, we have our Rainbow Smart app. Within the Rainbow Smart app, there's a range of purposeful um, read-to-me stories that support children in learning more vocabulary, while watching stories such as um, Orange Feels Worried, which teaches children how to manage the feeling of worry, or learning about Red Getting a Hearing Aid, which is helping children to understand about the different things out there in the world that they may not have had an understanding of before, or what to do if they got lost in a supermarket. There's a huge range of different areas we cover. So there's animations, read-to-me stories, storybooks, mindfulness videos to help children relax and lots of vocabulary flashcards within the app that can be used at home Um, and also it just also gives parents the confidence that actually if the children are using Rainbow Smart it's it's award-winning content that's really really relevant to their understanding of the world around them and it's they're not going to be accessing things that are not appropriate so that's what we have with the app. Um, within the school we have a wider approach which is more lessons and these are lessons that teachers can load so we're reducing planning time there's lots of interactivity for children and it's allowing them that safe space space to explore different topics that fit under the pshe banner Um, and more recently the statutory areas of health and relationships education Uh, we want children to be privy to the correct information not googling and researching things for themselves so i think schools are best place to enable them to do that but also for children to be able to explore with their peers which is where a lot of their learning their their main learning happens for sure and it also gives teachers an understanding of where their gaps in their knowledge are as well and how can we prepare children to transition into year seven what do we need to help them with Um, alarming statistics of late um, i think one in six children are now expected to have a um, undiagnosed mental health illness um, underneath the new uh, the most recent nhs statistics of 2020 so these are really current statistics so that's five in every classroom and i think that earlier we give children um, the understanding of of how to get help early on for instance or how to, what vocabulary to use to share their feelings then we can really reduce those statistics going forward for sure yeah and uh, that, that that whole that whole area that whole area of uh, SEND is and um, all the needs that are chart that sh- that are coming up now are a big challenge for schools. Uh, at Dogsthorpe Infant School, we've got um, an, an SEND support team, and that means we've got parents who are actually bringing their 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 children many miles to school, way out of the area that want to come to Dogsthorpe Infant School because of 
the sorts of things we offer. So you've got resources within your company that could support those sorts of children, have you? For sure. We work with many specialist educational schools and even we use a, we work with a lot of colleges as well because of the, um, the, the, the age, the mind age of the children that they're working with. And they are, the feedback we've had and happy to share um, evidence of this is that the visuals really help engage children with autism uh, and various other special educational needs for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask you to, um, I'm going to ask a question that our listeners are going to be asking and you can probably guess what it is. If Could you just um, exp- explain or, or share with our parents and our, our school leaders and our teachers how much it will cost to take up your programme? Okay, so in terms of the app, which has been created for parents and carers, which also builds on our early years and tries to get the same messages that children are getting early years settings and at home, is, as I said, free for one week. And if, if any parents and carers want to continue with that, it's 99 pence a week. Uh, so we want to kind of create something like what feels like a magazine subscription. So back in my day, I would have gone to the local shop and, and bought a magazine. Now we can we can access these much easily on in, um, interactive resources. Um, resources such as iPads and I believe it's a much easier way that we can keep adding all the time as well and making sure that if parents and carers do have an incident for instance um, one of our more serious topics is looking at um, separation anxiety and so if if um, a parent had a particular issue with a child that was struggling on the school gate they would be able to look into the catalogue within the app and see which stories support which areas so it's kind of like in the moment as well um, Parents, teachers, carers, all scrabbling around for things to help sometimes. And we're, we're just trying to make it really easy and on hand, for sure. In terms of the school subscriptions, these are, tend to be very bespoke. It will be dependent on the size of the school and the impact on the server. Um, our lowest subscription for everything, that's early years and all of the primary. And you get the nurture resources free as well, which is a kind of add-on to PSHE, which supports more vulnerable children within your setting. And that would be £450. I think the highest subscription we have is £850, but always looking to support your, um, schools that have financial difficulties and helping out with offers where we can for sure and we also have academy chain discounts we work with lots of big academy chains now that buy in for all of their schools so we will always try and help where we can obviously if it's reducing admin and support and welcome perhaps our end then obviously we will try to make that reflective um, the reason we've got a subscription plan is to make sure that we can keep up to date a lot of resources go out of date uh, with a one-off we didn't feel that we could keep up with the time so we're constantly looking at reacting to trends so squid games has been something quite recent yeah. that schools have been affected by we want to then try and create resources to support these different things that happen and i think it's the one subject area that's never going to stay static because children have different needs and it changes from day to day not just year to year for sure so everything we try to do is to get children to feel empowered to make those right choices when adults are not around for sure and and obviously we also really look at the uniqueness of children as well and getting them to understand um, everything that one decision is about is about breaking down barriers so we're not we're not trying to look at um different religions it's about accepting all religions and all diversity and all family groups and all different structures that we see um although we may apply to the same groups but actually we're all very individual and we have beliefs and as long as those beliefs are not harming anyone then we should respect 
each other. So that's a real key message across all of our resources within school. Absolutely. And uh, and that 99 pence offer, you know, I mean, that's, that's something to think about, parents. You know, we're, that, that's, that's less than a, a bag of sweets. Uh, and yet you've got something in the child's hands that's going to really boost their learning. Uh, Hayley, if, if people want to know more, where are their best, where's their best place to go? Okay, so Rainbow Smart for parents and carers, or small, small. There, there could also be an opportunity to use the app within early years settings if they didn't want the broader schools approach. That can be found in Google Play or App Store. Um, so just type in the word Rainbow Smart, all one word, and that will allow you straight away to have the seven day free um, free trial um, and you, there's no obligation to continue as a sub- subscription at all um, in terms of the schools program you can find us at www.onedecision.co.uk and that's numerical one um, and on there there's a wealth of information and shows you how we reach the statutory elements of health and relationships pshe and and much more on onedecision.co.uk, we also have Kids Zone, which is a huge range of free resources that schools and parents can access, um, which really support mental well-being. There's a real focus there. So that was one other thing as a part of our free free offering that I forgot to mention there. Uh, but no, thank you so much for having me on today. No problem at all. Listeners, don't worry if you didn't get any of those links. All those links will be attached to the podcast. Just ask your smart speaker. And it'll take you straight there. Well, that's it for another week, folks. Captain Dave and Eddie will be back again soon with another launch pad. They'll have more great guests, more places to see, and more interesting things to share on the learning journey. So, until next week, be kind, be respectful, and always remember to dream, believe, and shine. <laughs>